0: you're listening to the over 50 entrepreneur the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down this is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business now here's
1: your host rick hadrava hey everybody this is rick hadrava and you're listening to another episode of the over 50 entrepreneur i just want to make sure you've tuned into the right podcast today and i got to tell you Man, I've had a blast this morning. We did our Freedom Series Zoom call with today's guest um, earlier this morning, and the energy level was so fantastic. Uh, And and my goal today, if nothing else, is to carry that energy on through uh, our podcast today. So today I have with us Ramon Ray. He is the author of The Celebrity CEO. He's He's owned, or created, I should say, four different businesses. Two of those businesses he's sold. He's all about brand. He brings energy and guidance. And so, guys, you know I don't like big, long, drawn-out introductions. Let's get right to it so we can bring to the studio my new friend, Ramon Ray. Ramon, thanks so much for being
0: on the podcast today. Rick, you're so welcome, and I'm glad to have a new friend as well. in you and the conversation you said today with the uh, Zoom call with the mentorship group, that was amazing. There was just some powerful, amazing people uh, who have deep hearts and a lot of uh, intelligence. So thanks for having me. Glad to be here and, uh, and and share with your community here. So thank you. Well, you you bet. And
1: so let's get let's get right to it. You know, people that maybe aren't familiar with Ramon Ray, the work that you do, the businesses that you've created. Give us a little bit of background on you and how your journey has taken you to where you are today. Yeah,
0: sure, and in, in brief, and I can go into it as, as in-depth as you like, but in the summary of it is I've started uh, four small companies. You know, these weren't multi-billion conglomerates, but I but I was happy to pay myself and pay a few others along the way. Uh, one was a technology consulting company. That was really small, uh, Rick. That was just me. I dissolved it. Uh, at the time, I was working at the United Nations full-time, um, and so uh, I dissolved that company, and then I started a blog, smallbiztechnology.com. You know, how I got into it, how I like technology, I don't know. You know, we all, some people like music, some people like puppet shows, some people like basketball, who knows? You know, that, that's how we were created, right? With different genetics and DNA. So I like tech, got into it, uh, living in the New York area, Jacob Javits Convention Center. You may have been there before, big convention center in New York and in that tech scene. So smallbiztechnology.com was my second business, a blog, which uh, sponsored, post-sponsored content and really started my influencer marketing role, as it were, which I still do today, books and speaking and things of that nature. Um, and I sold that, ironically, last year, about 20 years to the date in starting it. The domain, I think, was started in 1999. So, I sold that last year to another uh, blogger, as it were, content person. Um, third company I started was a, a small business summit. This was an event business, bringing together a few hundred people per year and other things in between. And there was another event company back in the day uh, who I sold that to, um, and then today I run Smart Hustle Media, Rick. And Smart Hustle Media is a uh, company which serves, we have a community of small business owners and entrepreneurs that we educate and provide content, doings, content to and serve that way. We inspire them uh, to start and grow their businesses. And then we make our money by working with some amazing large companies who want to reach that audience through a variety of means podcast and our webinars and things of that nature. So that's kind of who Ramon is today. I've been married for over 25 years, two adult children, love burnt pancakes and bacon, and uh, <laughs> and I spell terrible. So that's a little bit about me. Well, ho- hold on. I think through all
1: that, uh, the burnt pancake thing uh, is interesting. Is there a story behind
0: that? How did that come to be? Yeah, I don't know, Rick. No story per se. I just, Rick, you know what, man? We, can we take 20 minutes out of the show to talk about burnt pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Rick is like, maybe two minutes from or two yeah. seconds. But there is nothing to take that knife when you hear that <laughs> through a burnt pancake. It's, like a, it's just like a crispiness to it. And then you lather this. Those who are healthy, close your ears with high fructose corn syrup, man. It's just, it's an experience, Rick. You just have to take it. To <laughs> enjoy it. Well, I, I think
1: any anyone on this phone has probably had a pancake that's been a little overcooked in their life, a little crispy, and we all know that good syrup taste. So yes. uh, I appreciate. I just thought that was interesting, um, and that's a routine for you. Um, yes, but but let's but, but let's go back to this. So because I think you hit on something. Every one of your businesses was small, mm-hmm. but but yet your niche is big business, True. and. And why, why, I'm just curious, like Please. why you decided that
0: that's where you needed to play. Yeah, I think for me, Rick, what I'm comfortable with, and again, now we all have things, if I was talking to a mindset coach, they may unlock some potentials that I don't realize I have. But as of today, being almost 50, I like working from a home office as of today now. You know, I like traveling with my wife, washing my car right now if I want, Rick. And I just find most of the people who have bigger businesses, let's talk about, you know, multi million dollar or above, they have an office, they have a team, they have to lead. Now, I have a team of five, but they have a full time staff. It, it has other complications that I just don't want. Now, do I want to earn more money? Let's talk about just crashly earning and having a better way of life and being able to give more. Yes. But I believe I can do that by still having a smaller business, you know, meaning a million dollar, two million, three, four million dollar business. Ramon can do that on his own, you know, with the team. But man, Rick, as is, is you may know, and feel free, let's banter a bit. I'd love to get your insight. I think when you have a $10 million, 30, $40 million business, I think it's just structures. From what I understand, it just takes a different set of discipline and structures that for me, I'm fine <laughs> I am, right? I'm doing what I do. And so, yes, because it is working. My client list are bigger brands. But remember, it's working with bigger brands in a small space. So you take a look at a company like AT&T, they spend, I'm making it up, it's probably not billions, could be hundreds of millions, but let's pretend it's billions of dollars in advertising. But most of that is for their consumer business. Hey, I'm Shaquille O'Neal, I use you know, AT&T. Those are multimillion dollar campaigns in Super Bowl. Then they have their AT&T business, but that still is a bit different. They have a whole sales team that maybe does cold calling and stuff. And from that, a small slice for their small business podcasts, small business events, or Verizon, things like that, if that's helpful to give the context.
1: Absolutely. And it's a great point. Well, and, and you know, um, you are right. There are complexities as you scale, more structure required. And, and it's not that I, I've got to believe you're a guy with structure, you've got processes mm-hmm. in place and that kind of thing, but you get to control um, the pace at, at which you choose and, and do that, but how? So let's let's talk. I, I want to go through kind of a a scope of big sure. business startup. You know, this morning on our Zoom call, we we had my friend Chris, and you know, he's a guy just getting started. But as you talk about celebrity CEO and branding, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're doing events, you're doing media, you know, uh, coaching, the list goes on and on how do you, what's that first step in your mind?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think the first step we're talking about those first step in starting a business. Yes. Or first step in the celebrity CEO process. And we can talk about both if you want.
1: Let's but, talk about both. You, okay. Which one you
0: want to pick. I'll yeah, you, Sure. So for those listening who, who are not yet in business, we may have some, you know what I'm learning from Rick about just how to be a better person, how to start a business. I think a few things in mind. I think one, I would say Rick is what do you, is business ownership for you? You could work for a company or work for yourself. And there's a whole bunch of decisions you can make on that. But I think, remember, business ownership, uh, the benefit of that is you get the uh, or the, ben- the benefit of working for someone else. Rick has the process laid out. He hires you and says, Ramon, make 20 calls a day and I'll pay you a check. It's not that simple. but That's the essence. I'm doing what Rick told me to do because Rick's figured it out. As far as my, owning my own business, <laughs> there's no script. I got to <laughs> start it, build it figure it out, meaning the road is paved with the Zig Ziglars and Ricks of the world and others we can learn from. But you get my point, meaning you have to start your business from scratch. So once you decide that, do you want to be in business? I think two, what are you going to sell and who are you going to sell it to? That's the biggest question. What's your target market? No, you can't sell. Whoever wants to have water bottles. No, it's, it's single dad's who have their kids with them and have to go out on the weekends and need a multi-purpose tool to feed their baby and drink while they play volleyball. That was a silly example, but you get what I mean. I think that's two. And then three, I think from there, Rick, and I'm skipping a lot of steps and things, but systems and processes. So, Regarding business ownership, I think those are a few things to consider as you go in the baby steps. And I think at the very least, anyone who's in business has to have some sort of a team to support them. You can be one-person shop. My friend Elaine Fodell, she's a Forbes writer. Uh, her book is uh, One Person Million Dollar Businesses. So that's the uh, business side. I can pause there. I can jump. But that's the business end if that's helpful.
1: Okay. No, it's, it's absolutely helpful. And, you know, we talked before the show a little bit about, you know, we're seeing a lot of people being laid off. Yeah, um, we're seeing, you know, the, the whole idea around the over 50 entrepreneur was me as an over 50 entrepreneur, but there's other people out there that are looking, they have a passion for something yes. and um, maybe they've thought about leaving that corporate world that they've been a part of. And so I think that's real important. But let's now let's get, hey, I'm in business. I've got my mission. I know what the problem is. I saw, I know where my niche market is. Mm-hmm. How do, how do I build you know, because I, I remember, I can't remember the name of the book, Ramon, but there was one that says, look, your tribe, build your tribe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a billion people. Um, Probably Seth book. Probably. It, it might have been Seth I have a few of his
0: behind me. Yeah.
1: But um, my question to you is, okay, so I'm in business. I've figured all this out. How do I start to
0: build the brand? Sure. So here's a few things. and this This now goes into the celebrity CEO concepts. You're 54 years old. 57 years old, whatever age you want, 52, let's take. and you've got laid off from the job or you left it, you know, you're starting, you're putting your stake in the ground. One, be comforted, Rick, you and those listening to us, you have knowledge that people don't have. You're a mature senior person. So God bless all the millennials and young guys out there, young girls, but you, you've been around the block. You have some emotional maturity, I would like to think, which Rick is an asset. I'm not an expert on that, but just that, you know, you're a mature, emotionally centered, grounded adult. That's a big deal. I think that's one, and then you have the knowledge of experience you've you built a thousand water bottles over your twenty year history, so you have that. So if that's helpful for those starting out, have some fear and anxiousness, but pat yourself on the back. You you, you this is not your first rodeo. So here's what I would do, Rick. Listen, I'm a firm believer, and I'll get I'm going to get tactical now, if that's okay, in blogging and creating content. So I would tell that fifty two year old, fifty seven year old lady, man, take your knowledge now. And if you've never done it now, discipline yourself just to write about it or have your voice. So you can go on medium.com. You can go on LinkedIn. These are free and easy tools. Just start sharing your knowledge. There's a lot more you can do, but I think the discipline of sharing your knowledge, building then a fan base and community of people who are like, here's this Rick guy again. I'm going to sign up for him. I'm going to join his podcast. I'm going to subscribe to his blog, his email newsletter, what have you. As you do that, if you're talking about, you know, how to make braids to rope your cows, I don't know. Ramon's not signing up. It's not my thing. But there's somebody that wants to know how to braid rope to rope your cow. Rick, you got to help me. I got a better example unless we can go with that one. But that's what I'm making. <laughs> no,
1: I, I, it's funny because a lot of people are getting into gardening this year, right? And so okay. there that's are people... Example. I've tried to garden. I'm I'm learning, but boy, I could use some help from a gardener. Right. I, right. Or a master gardener, I think is what they call it. And so, to your point, um, everybody's looking for something and, and needs that expertise. And I love what you say, you know, with age comes wisdom and experience. Right. And the confidence, it's interesting you brought that up because I wonder how many people – you know, there there is an essence, and I don't know if it's an Oklahoma thing or Midwest mm-hmm. thing, or or if it's just you know normal for everybody. But there are people that feel like, oh, nobody wants to hear that, right? And it's the farthest thing from the truth, um, and and because you get the feedback over time, if you're doing this content, you get enough people replying to you that that you can find out where you're where you're headed, and sometimes
0: you adjust. Is that, has that been your experience? Yeah. Adjusted for sure. And I think there's nothing now be careful. Of course, and you didn't say this, but I'm just want to underline it for everybody. Be careful switching. One day I'm talking about and what I'm doing. You all can't see it, but I'm holding up my black uh, water, <laughs> water mug here. But one day you're talking about black water mugs. You know, then the next time you're talking about slippers, those are two different things <laughs> or houses. So, but pivot. Yeah. You know, you're the guy or gal who's talking about um, financial planning, or you're talking about how to go gardening. Yeah. We use gardening. You're talking about gardening and then, Ooh, Somebody asked about race cars. Let's talk about race cars. No, 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 no. But gardening, how to plant, how to grow from outside the house to inside the house, two different uh, ways, You know the soil you use, um, uh, food that you could eat versus flowering plants. So all of that, yes, and you'll find that there's paths you can go. But I think as Rick said, the key is there's always someone out there who needs help. There's always someone out there who needs their knowledge. Look at YouTube. Hello. And the key is how can you provide that content to be seen as that thought leader to build? It's a numbers game. Anybody in sales will tell you that to build that community of 100, 1,000, 5,000 people, and all you need is X percent of them that will then buy from you. That's the game I'm in, Rick, all day long. As you know, I produce a ton of content. That's just how I market. It's not word of mouth. It's produced. That's how we got connected. I produce a ton of content, and all I need is one or two people. Hey, Ramon, can we hire you? Hey, Ramon, can we engage you? Or can we become new friends like me
1: and Rick? <laughs> there you go. Well, that's outstanding. Well, so let's get right into that then. Let's build on that because I think that's important. You know, one of the the main f- focuses of, of our podcast and, and the work we do is around f- freedom for business owners, mm-hmm. right? And And I'm curious what that freedom, you've kind of given us an idea of why you do what you do. But how you define that freedom as an entrepreneur, and I'm going to allow you to bridge that into your, your own concept of sure.
0: free, if you'd, if you'd be willing sure. to share that. <laughs> Absolutely. So here's the freedom. Listen, I, I, um, for those of you who are already in it, well, let me talk to both. Those who are just starting out and those already in it. Those who are starting out, um, the freedom of entrepreneurship is tough. It's very hard. I think Rick will tell you, unless he could have arrived somewhere, no, Ramon, I just wake up every morning and, (laughs) you know, but there's always some challenge. The challenges get different in fairness and hopefully get easier. So there's that freedom of entrepreneurship. That's why I have it. Now, there is also the freedom of having a corporate job, but right now we're talking about entrepreneurship. So that's one. I think it's important to keep in mind. And for those who are already in business, I find that if you have a massive amount of debt or your systems and processes are not in place or you don't have a good team that's where you find this, this chafing, chaffing. What's the English word, Rick? Chafing, is it? Chafing, yeah. Chafing, yeah. That's where you have this chafing, this friction, this, argh, this grinding, because you have those things out of place. And Rick and other people in, in, in his world can help you with that. So that's that. And then the other aspect of free, which is a little different, but another thing is that also part of this concept, Rick, as you know, we've talked, of getting the word out getting attention for your business, leveraging the power of social media also uses an acronym free spelled different. It's this thing of frequency, relevancy, engagement, and analytics. Frequency is about in order for content to work and work well, you have to do it with some level of frequency. Just saying, I'm going to post, I'm going to do my email newsletter once every six weeks, well, once every six months, not good. That's like Netflix having a show once a year. Really? It wouldn't be Netflix. It'd be called like One Flick. So you have to have frequency out there to some degree. Relevancy is the second thing that's important. Be relevant to your audience. I'm, R- Rick is my demo, let's say. I have his vision in my mind. I have to be waking up every day, writing content, producing com- content, doing video for people like Rick. As Seth Godin says, people like us do things like this. So that's relevancy. And then two is the engagement factor. What are you doing to stop the scroll? What are you doing to make it interesting? What are you doing to be true to your audience that people want to engage with, want to connect with? So people want to share it with with their audience. And then fourth is the analytics or the measuring of it. This is the key important thing that that you're able to uh, measure what you're doing. Because, again, going to the gardening example. Let's say you were gardening for a U.S. audience, which has a similar, different parts of the U.S., of course, is different, but I'm, I'm making it up. I'm not a gardener, Rick. But, you know, sun and soil and things in this country maybe are similar to some degree. But then you're noticing, why are 4% of our community coming from Zambia or Sri Lanka? Is it time now for you to consider, consider having a new market for them? So that's this concept of frequency, relevancy, engagement. Analytics. What this means? I love the concept
1: and I like the way that you approach it. So, for those that might be listening to this, they may be thinking, "Well, that that's startup stuff." But the reality is, you could be an accountant, you could be an estate planner, you you could you could be a construction company. That's right, right. And and these principles will work um, from there. And so, you know, we. I know you talk in the book a little bit about funnels. Yes. Um, but but one thing, you know, it seems to me that I hear a lot of people talk about automation of sales funnels. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what you have to feel is the is the way to do that, right? So so how do you how do you attack building out that frequency and, and creating sure. that
0: creating that email list and and building that? If you'd be willing to share that, absolutely. With you? Yeah, here's a few things, Rick. I think that you're right. I think that many of the dot coms and the purely online businesses think automation, automation. If they click this, then do this. If they don't do this, wait 20 days. And those things work. There's a billion e-commerce companies you know that work. I was, these headphones, Rick, Jabra headphones, man, I went to their site. I just sniffed. I just, I just touched the site. I just glanced the site digitally. Website. I was in their sequence, man. Ramon, did you come back? (laughs) Ramon, we noticed your shopping cart. Ramon, but wait, what headphones do I have? Just got them, just arrived. (laughs) Just <laughs> yesterday, so so that's the automation that Rick is talking about. But let's say if you are a construction company, real estate company, one you can still automate and do content marketing, but the principle still here works. It's just touching base with people. Have you called your client? Did you send them a birthday card? Did you use a BombBomb bomb video, uh, which is a cool BombBomb bomb video service, cool video service or Vidyard, and say, "Hey, thank you." Did you? I, I Rick, I ordered some chapstick from a company called Um goat milk stuff. Every time I order, they send me a custom video. I think it's custom. It could be the same one, but they send me a custom video thanking me for my order. My point is those are the simple things companies can do, Rick, either to build attention, to get attention, or if you already have the attention, to let me know you appreciate me. So I know we're mixing a lot here, but I think it's all about two sides. The attention, which drives to a sale. That's the funnel part of it. Because most people, Rick, I find also this is about credibility, being adding credibility, um, so people trust you. And then after the sale, what are you doing to wow me? What are you doing to make me feel good? And I must say, Rick, can I show what you sent me, Rick? Do you mind? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Our, I, well, I, our I, audience I, our audience won't be able to see Oh, it. that's right. I forgot. So I'm going to hold it and talk to yeah. them. But what I'm holding up. That's true. Yeah. So I'm holding it up just for my, we're humans. We do that. I'm holding up my hand, a, a uh, cardboard, a a folder that Rick sent, how to prepare for your podcast from Rick has a little letter from him. And he sent me that famous company Yeti mug with his branding on it. Point being automated or not, let's pretend it was, or wasn't the point I'm making. These are things that endear people to you. These are things that people won't forget who you are. So those listening Maybe you don't want to send a folder. Maybe you do. But the key is, what can you do? Because we're all, let's say, relatively the same. Let's just for sake of argument. But it's the small things we can do to say, ah, this is the Rick way. This is the Ramon way. This is whoever's listening way, if that's helpful. I'm sure you can unpack that a bit better.
1: Absolutely. No, I I think it's great stuff. And, you know, the one question that I want to ask is, as you're focusing as a small business, and you you put yourself out there as a celebrity CEO as mm-hmm. the book as the book entails. The one thing I want to make sure our audience understands is there's value in that, there's growth in that. But we talk, you know, we talked before. You know, businesses typically are looking to sell at some point mm-hmm. or transition mm-hmm. to their family members or key employees. Maybe they want to scale. Maybe they just simply want to run that business forever as a CEO. And, and you know, when I when I first saw the book, I had a little conflict in me because I'm I know that when business owners are the center of That's a right. business, they cause problems and and they can't extract value if they do choose to sell um or transition and they end up keeping themselves in there. So talk a little bit about how you manage that as somebody who has has sold a couple of businesses. Sure.
0: Yeah, two things I think are helpful. I think one is here's the principle. I think that for us, very small companies, not, you know, not some airline or big companies, but for us, very small businesses, especially, I think at some point, it's our face, our name, who we are that matters. People shake Rick's hand, shake my hand. I give my card to a networking meeting. Yeah, most of us have a small team of two or three or five, whatever the number or more, but it's us. Let's just not play games. It's us. Now, as we grow, this is the decision. You can be a freelancer again. as Seth Godin talks about a freelancer quite a bit, and be just you. No shame, no problem in that. But it's a choice. Or you can grow and let your team start to execute on some things independently of you because you built the system and processes. So if that's helpful. So the point is, let's take back. Let's take uh, Jenny has a. Um, I'm trying to hold. I don't know a nail hanging company. That, I don't know. It's a a, a a a framing company. A framing. A picture framing company. Before, Jenny was just doing it, uh, Rick, just doing it alone. It was just her. She, there's no Nobody wants to buy it because she has no systems and procedures. But as she grows, she has a client base. As she grows, Jenny cannot be there, Rick, for three days at first because she has a manager there who's running the shop. Jenny cannot be there for four weeks because she has a little sales process going on. Now, hopefully, if people can see, this is where now Jenny can still be the celebrity CEO. She can still get pressed, get visibility. But if she leaves and takes herself out, the business can still hum along and still run because there's operations that are operating independently of Jenny or that a company buying her can fill in and continue. But you let me know, Rick. How does that sound to you and challenge me? Feel free. Does that make sense? Am I missing anything? Add. Feel free to help me in this too. No, I, I think
1: I think you're exactly right. And at the end of the day, it's a personal choice. The the, the downside to just going it alone, which which is ultimate, is at some point the doors close, yes. right? And and so you're just making a decision on almost like, for lack of a better word, legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you get yes. the business to a point and it takes people and it takes systems and the ability to pluck yourself out of there to do bigger things, right? And it, it could be the direction that you're taking the company or mm-hmm. or maybe you want to go do other things, like kind of oh. like what you've done. Yeah. Um and you, you come to that crossroads. So I just, I, I appreciate you sharing that with our audience. Ramon, let me ask you this. So you've built companies, you've done this for a while. If you had the chance to go back, knowing what you know, right? We're, we got a little more wisdom. Mm-hmm, we, we've been punched around a little bit. We've hit the brick wall a little bit once in a while. What would you do differently? What have you learned that if you had to address this today, um, you'd attack in a different manner?
0: Yeah, Um I probably would have tested longer. I've lost quite a bit of money and I probably will continue to lose some money because that's kind of drilled into me of, of doing stuff too soon. Like, oh, you know what, Rick? Let's create a farm business. Everybody wants to buy cows. Silly example. So let's plow a few thousand into it. My point being what I'm trying to say, Rick, is that too often I've bought domain names. 15,000, 20,000, man. i the true story bought domains you know American Express card right Whoosh, easy cash and thought stuff would work and it hasn't so that's probably the slowest thing I would do was do that minimal viable product start small first grow it tiny that's probably one thing I would do um and I think if any but but really Rick besides that which sounds like a lot I probably wouldn't change much because I must say the Ramon 20 years ago the Ramone 15 years ago I didn't know Rick I didn't know what I don't know now. So now if I could take my knowledge with me, I probably would leverage other people more and not in a bad way, but relationship building, you know, like my event company, it's scaling and growing. Apple doesn't do their stuff on their own. They have Foxconn. So for me, that's what I have for things I do. I have what I call my Foxconn, a, a co-business I'm working with. They you do events and, and, and we partner together as we do some things. So that process has worked very well and that's scalable and that's something I can sell. Because a bigger company, right? They could say, "Oh, great! Ramon has the leads and all this. We have that. Ramon has a system to create the online events. We can buy him out and keep doing it better than him or bigger."
1: What What I hear you saying, and and I, I think this is really important. Is as entrepreneurs, we need to connect with other entrepreneurs, and it, and it's not just sharing, but it's learning from one another, and it's connections. I mean, I can't tell you how many business owners that I've introduced have gone on to do other things. Mm -hmm. And man, there's, there's nothing better, but even myself, I, you know, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think we're, we have to be out on this Island and like, we're the only ones that have the answer and it's the farthest thing from the truth to your point. I mean, the people like you that I've gotten to meet uh, by putting myself in uncomfortable situations, continue to grow. Yes. But there, but there's a key, there's a key point here perfectionism, right? None of this, the entrepreneurial journey has nothing to do with being perfect. Um, would you agree?
0: Absolutely, Rick. This is, wanting to be perfect or waiting for perfection, I think is a big Achilles heel or problem with so many business owners. It doesn't mean you don't want to do things right and cautious, but so many don't start because they're waiting for perfect. So many don't start because they're waiting, they're waiting for something to happen. They're waiting for the right time. They're, the only right time, uh, Rick, is today. And I'm not saying you shouldn't wait or markets, you know, like jump rope and all that. Of course, those analogies play into this. But Rick, you're so true. Those who are waiting to start their first podcast, your voice is never going to be good enough. (laughs) You're waiting to start your first blog. (laughs) The first blog post is going to suck. Guarantee it. I saw a post uh, uh, of the, how Instagram was started and I forgot the founder. Well, there are two co-founders. One of the founders was saying his first was a picture of his girlfriend, her foot, and there was a dog in the way. something when they posted it. You know what? You just got to move on and roll and don't take, at least for me, I don't take myself too seriously. Uh, that if anything is taken
1: away from this podcast you know it's have fun continue to learn don't take yourself too seriously Um, great things seem to happen when you put those things together so uh, Ramon believe it or not we've already come towards the end of the show I think we could do that and we did the zoom call earlier so I think you and I could hang out and and I hope we get to do that as we kind of wrap up talk a little bit about your event platform what is it you know what what do you try to accomplish and i know you've you've got some different things that people
0: could connect on your website sure. share, that, share that with our audience if you would yeah i'd love to and i can't wait rick really as you and i work together more and more I have you on my events and all that so i'm definitely going to make that happen for sure in the coming weeks but yeah so survive and thrive summit one of my key uh, events that i did out of COVID, I'm gonna an, I'm an in-person event person, Rick. That's what I've done for my life. And after that happened, I had to pivot. So uh, those listening, surviveandthrivesummit.com. It's free, no charge at all. Uh, five hours of Ramon alive, not moving an inch. That's why I take small sips of water. Um, five hours of live content, about 20 speakers or more. We have a good time. You'll be inspired. You'll learn. If you like what Rick's sharing, you like what I'm sharing, you want five hours of it with amazing speakers, definitely join us. Uh, those who want to check up on me, me, Rick. I'd be honored if they'd visit RamonRay.com. That's where people could just see more about me and Smarthustle.com. But Smart Hustle, RamonRay, and SurviveAndThrive Summit.com. Fantastic. Well, also, you know, a good read, if
1: you're a reader like me, um, the celebrity CEO, you can get it on Amazon, uh, check it out. And Ramon, we appreciate you being on the show. Guys, you've been listening to another episode of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. Remember that you can visit our website at epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast for these show notes, other shows, and, and check out the website. We have great resources. That's epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. And hey, send me an email, rick at epicsbiz.com. Let me know what you think about this show. And, you know, if you would like, if you're a business owner and would like to be on our list for our Freedom Series Zoom calls, we'd love to have you. And until next time, thank you for your time. Keep doing what you're doing. And remember, we're only getting started.
0: The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap, build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our freedom formula at epicsbiz.com slash formula. And remember, we're only getting started.